What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Lift the Lift podcast. This is your host, Dylan Ignacio, and of course, we have our co-host here, Phil Morse. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> what's, what's good? <laughs> welcome back. Oh, man. What a fucking great two weeks it's been, dude. We are down bad. Dude, it's been down bad behavior oh, the past two weeks. God. It has been interesting, to say the least. Hmm. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Big facts. I don't know. I just, I don't know what's going on. There's something in the air. I don't know if I like it, but pumpkin spice, it is the season. Oh, God, dude. So that means that they can't really be that bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Bro, except for I'm not used to like drinking pumpkin spice lattes in 99 degree heat. Like that's getting real sus real quick. The amount of pumpkin spice Instagram stories that I've seen in a 48 hour period. I'm about to delete social media. Dude. It's that it's that bad. I had someone, like, I, I posted my little pumpkin spice thing, and I had someone say, you look like pumpkin spice. All right, bro. <laughs> look like the gingerbread man. <laughs> you know, I, it's like... I look like a Teletubby. And <laughs> I don't have a spirit animal. I have a spirit seasoning, I oh, guess. Oh, my goodness. Anywho's. <laughs> this is... Let's, let's, let's bring her in. Let's bring her in. So, as you guys know, because you guys have been great listeners and listening to this season. This season is dedicated to those who serve. That includes all first responders and military members. But of course, because Phil and I are both in law enforcement, a lot of what we talk about is going to relate more to the law enforcement profession that Mm -hmm. we're both in. And today I want to talk about a very important topic, which is buddy checks. Yes. Buddy checks. So crucial. Checking on your people. Mm -hmm. And we're going to cover a bunch of different things as far as just how we're doing because we need to do a buddy check on each other. Yeah. And we'll do that here live on this recording. And then we'll also go into like how you can maybe accidentally sabotage a friend or an inappropriate way to do a buddy check or some of the reasons why you might feel anxious around doing a buddy check. I'm going to get into all these different things. Yeah. Um, It's going to be like a, like a heart to heart venting sesh. Yeah, pretty much with a little bit of comedy. You know, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a loose. We're just gonna roll episode. with it and have fun because remember, this wasn't supposed to happen today, anyways. And we'll <laughs> we'll talk about the reasoning behind that as well. <laughs> um, but not to dive too deep into our individual personal lives, just a general census of how we're doing. So I'm just gonna let you go around with that, man. How have you been doing the past two weeks, my guy? Mm. Um, I think since we dropped the relationships episode, yes, I feel like I can. I don't know. I've been a little bit more in regards to that whole past issue. Right. Now that I can like fully express everything, I've been good in that aspect. Okay. Because it's actually been in like a PTSD enjoyable type. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a, it's like a weird, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I feel comfortable talking about it without no problems now. You know what I'm saying? Because beforehand, if I, I didn't even want to like, with the hinting at each episode, how we were going to talk about that shit. I was that anxiety and that stress of being able to talk about it bothered me a lot. Then we were able to got it off the chest. Everybody kind of knows now, actually everybody does know now. Right. But then I just got down bad again, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Snuck up on you. It snuck up on me because this time last year, shit hit the fan. Right. Not a lot of people know this. Saw her a week and a half ago. Real quick, PTSD. Ever since, the flashbacks of this time last year hit hit again. I'm not like losing sleep over it. I'm not upset about it because I am in fucking a great place right now. But it's been that like roller coaster of what if like what i don't know it's weird dude it's <laughs> basically i'm all over the place right now it's because i'm fucking, yeah. we're, we're down bad yeah and there's days where i'm doing really good there's days where i'm like nah fuck it yeah I, it's weird man i don't know i'm just a. am <sighs> in the same spot you know what i'm saying it's just i don't know if we're just sharing that energy but i'm in the same exact spot my guy yeah dude you know it's it's <sighs> it's life man <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just going to hit you. And 
I do know this for a fact is that a lot of the issues that I've had over the past two weeks are all in my head. Mm. <laughs> like legit all in my head. Um, but on the up and up, I mean, we had talked about this. I, I saw it coming. I was like, ah, I'm starting to get anxious again. And I go through these waves where like the past two weeks, dude, like I just haven't been able to sleep. Or if I do sleep, it's really late. Like I'll lay in bed for like four or five hours. Can't sleep at all. Yeah. And it's just because my brain won't turn off. Right. Um, and I'm like, damn, am I like drinking energy drinks too late in the day? Like what is triggering all this? I'm having weird dreams. Um, you know, I got my blood work done at, at the men's health clinic. And they said I need to start taking magnesium. And I did. And I heard that that can kind of affect your dreams. So I don't really know if this is like induced from like supplementation like as in caffeine or mm-hmm. or or the uh magnesium or if i'm just like having having just a, a just a little bit of a, a loop you know yeah. uh but either way like i've been wild and anxious lately and i can sort of pinpoint where it's coming from i just i don't understand why it's hitting me right now right you know um, but you know, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's just dive right. You, in. you know, it's funny we kind of had the same situation happen. Yeah. So and it was like three days apart. Yeah. Because you told me about it, and I was like, "Ooh, shit." Yeah. And so then it happened to me. Yeah. I mean, without diving too far deep into it, um, we we and, and if you want to <laughs> hear about our relationships and stuff like that, uh, you know, go back to the episode relationships. Great episode. Fantastic episode. Um where we kind of dive into, you know, our past experiences and things like that. But, um, what happened this go around, which I think is bringing some anxiety on me is that right around the same time you saw your ex wife Mm -hmm. was around the same time that I saw my ex girlfriend. And to make things very clear, like, it's not that I had like this overwhelming, Oh, I wish it would have worked and blah, 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 blah. And, again like shout out to my girlfriend for putting up to my shit right now yeah it just was like so unexpected because i hadn't seen her in so long and it just it just threw my mind through a loop yeah you know like i thought i was good like i hadn't seen her in a long time like i thought everything was good and i saw her and again um i don't really know necessarily what to label it but like all of the issues with that relationship unfolded again as if i was i needed to fix them all again and right. it's like no we're no longer together like yeah there's no reason to to try to piece any of that together it's it's done you know but my head just won't like allow me to just settle on that right amongst a few different things but um yeah i just don't know um so that's kind of probably been throwing a loop in it um work has been fucking busy oh my our last weekend on was absolutely insane. You know, you had the shooting, then right into a robbery, then right into a fatal accident, right into um, a DUI hit and run of an officer who, you know, ended up being like a, a mini chase and then being caught. And then, you know, hey, y'all was busy. Suicidal subject left. with a gun, end up taking the gun. It was just, it was, it was a weekend. And I think all that just compiled in my brain is like, my brain was just like, I'm not ready to shut off yet. Like, are we still working? Are we not still working? Or whatever. Um, and today's episode is going to be more so of a therapy session, but just to make it clear, and I've already told you this, yeah. is that Wednesday I do have uh, an appointment with your... With my guy. With your guy. With my guy. Who, who you said was squared away. And, squared and I'm away. blessed for that because I called him. He's like, I don't really have any slots that fit around your schedule, but let me see if I can... He was so cool. He was like, let me see if I can move some people around to work right. around your schedule. And he did. So I'm going to see him this Wednesday. And just get a brief with him. Yeah, just, um, he's, gonna get to, he's just gonna get to know you a little bit. Yeah, because I, I mean, as I've expressed before, like I have general anxiety. I, I know that it, it runs in my family. Yeah. You know, majority of my family is medicated, and so, you know, and I've never really had a good therapist. Like I've had therapists that I've picked up pieces from, but I've never had like one that I felt was a hundred percent there for me. Right. Um. So now, finally, getting to go to somebody that you were able to recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel confident about it. It yeah. seemed really cool over the phone. So I'm just excited to kind of hash out some of these things that I'm having a hard time hashing out myself. Right. Um, 
you know, because I, I have, re- you know, we talk about the wolf pack and all that kind of stuff and reaching out to our boys. But at the same time, we've also talked about, and I have to remind myself, is like your boys aren't your therapist. Hmm. Like if you need professional help because you're, you're like, none of your boys are going to be able to figure that out for you. They're not professionals. They can be there for you. Yeah. Um, you know, but instead of weighing in on you guys for every little life issue I have, I need to, I, I was like, yo, I need to get in with an actual professional and start hashing some of this stuff out. Yeah. So, um, that's going to happen. Do you think, you know, I mean, I guess time will tell, but do you think that, um, you ever see yourself going back to do some check-ins? Oh, 100%. Um, I think I'm in a good place right now where I don't think I necessarily need it right Right. now. Um, I think if I start to, like, I'm not in your boat right now with right. the anxiety right, right, right. with the nightmares with the the whole you know can't sleep none of that's like happening yet mm-hmm. um i i'm i can't sleep because i'm not necessarily tired <laughs> um it's not because i'm stressed or have anxiety i just fucking i'm on my phone the whole time and i realize it's fucking 2 a.m and I, i'm like shit yeah but um i think at some point i might do like a check-in um, because right now I don't think that there's anything wrong. I think when I was going through that period with my ex, there was something fucking wrong. Right. Um, and I wasn't okay. Right. Everybody saw it. Yeah. Um, and I needed to go just talk to somebody different besides people that just are going to tap you on the back and say everything's going to be okay. But, um, yeah, I definitely see myself going in and check in, um, you know, at some point, uh, like a life update type thing, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's. Oh, it's just good knowing that when you need yeah. it, you have it and you're not afraid to do it and use it. Right. Yeah. You know no, what I mean, he that, knows that's really he, what it, you know, that's, yeah, and that's he knows that he's a phone call to. away and, um, you know, he's always going to call you back. He, most of the time you leave a voicemail and he'll call you back the next day and he'll set something up. I mean, he's, he's very committed towards you already. And he's already rearranging other patients that like see him regularly. Yeah, I was so actually surprised that he was making me a priority from the rip, but I, I you know, maybe right. it's just because he knows you or he knows whatever. But he was, I mean, he was like excited that he was able to make the change. Yeah, like he called me like the very next day, even though he said he, I might not hear from him for a week. He was like the very next day. He was like, "Bro, I was able to do it." Yeah, like let's get you in here, and I was like, "Awesome." Yeah, you know, it, it. I didn't feel like an inconvenience to him. Um, trying to puzzle me in, which I appreciated. Right. So I got a question. Yo. When is it okay to... Let me see how I can phrase this. When is it okay to, to check in on a friend, coworker, family? Like, when is it the right time? Like, how deep do you let it go? Because, like, the other day, right? Mm-hmm. You were telling me about everything, whatever. Yeah. I kind of had the feeling because you've been telling me some things. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know, life. Going through it, I get it. He's got it. He's good. Then that fuckery happened. Right. And I was like, ooh, when is it the right time to ask him? And then, what was it, yesterday or two days ago or something like that? I was like, yo, man to man. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you, and then you let it rip. And you were like, no, dude, I fucking appreciate you asking. So, like, how long does one have to wait before they can ask that? Like, in your opinion. Because you don't want to get it at the wrong time and they get all pissed off or whatever. And it, or it's like... It depends on the relationship. sooner. You know what I'm saying? I think it depends on their relationship with the person. Right. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like, I'm on peer support for the police department. Like, since we're so close... Mm-hmm. Like, I know that anytime you ask me, even if you come at me the wrong way or the right, you know, whatever it is. Right. I know that there's no, like, malintent in your, in you trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with me because you're worried. Right. So, I don't think with me there's really an inappropriate time. Whenever you feel like, hey, I think Dylan's going through some shit, you can check in on me at any given time. Yeah. Um. But, you know... I can say, like, just from my own personal experience, like, there's times when officers go through things and I find out about it, and I don't, I'm not really close with that officer, and then I feel awkward. Right. Even though I'm peer support, like, I'm like, ah, like, I'm not, I'm not close to this person. Like, am I, are they going to listen to me? Are they going to want to relate? But 
here's what I found out is that most people just want an ear. Even if they're not that close to you, if you think somebody's going through it, you can always just check in and not even in a weird way. You know, yo, bro, everything good? Yo, I heard about that call the other day. Like, you good? Yeah. And just a settle, like, one-liner. Yeah. And they might say yes. Some people are, are like, yeah, I'm good. Some people are like, yeah, like, you, you know, you can kind of get the vibe that they, they are or not. Yeah. Um, I think a phone call is better than a text. Oh, yeah. You know? So if they don't answer, maybe leave a voicemail so they can hear that, you know, that you are deeply concerned, like, in, in your voice. Right. Um. You know, but I just say, like, if you're, if it's your boy, like, if you're close, you know, or something like that, or, or it's a coworker of yours that you're close to, like, just whenever, whenever you kind of get that feeling, like, yeah. you know, especially like, you know, our department's a rumor mill. So half the time I hear about an officer struggling or something like that, um, I, like, I wasn't directly told that information. It was just a rumor mill. Yeah. So then I'll take that and then maybe I usually text, which probably should call. But I usually text and just be like, yo, what's good, you know? Yeah. Um, how's everything? You know, yeah. whatever. Um, just a little check-in. Um, but there, it is funny because there is like an awkwardness to it yeah. a little bit. Especially if you don't really know the person. Right. Um, but I think no matter when you decide to reach out to that person, probably the most important thing you can do is just be an ear. Mm-hmm. As a police officer, like, and maybe it's just me, like I can... I definitely sense myself, whether it's with you or with other people, like I'll immediately try to jump into a solution for you. Mm. When nine times out of 10, the person you're talking to already knows what the solution is or has an idea of what the solution is, but they're just looking for somebody to actually listen. Yeah. Like just, just hear me out. I don't need any advice. I don't need any instruction. I don't need any directions. And if that person does need assistance in those areas, they might start asking you questions during the check-in. Um, and that shows that they're kind of searching for it. Yeah. Um, but you don't necessarily want to like sound like a therapist. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you just want to sound like a buddy. Yeah. Yo, everything good? Yeah. Yo, I heard like sometimes I'll just use like that common language. Yo, I heard last night it was fucked up, dude. Like, are you good? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I've gotten good responses from that. Yeah, bro, I'm good. Thanks. And I'll be like, yo, call me if you ever need anything. I might check up on you in a couple of days, you know, right. something like that. Right. Um, but timing really isn't. The only time I could think that like maybe isn't a good time for a phone call at least is if it's an active incident or like it's actively occurring. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like it was funny, funny. One of our guys hit our signal one the other day cause they were in a fight and he was like, dude, I was getting phone calls left and right. Yeah. And he was like, how am I supposed to answer my phone call when I'm actively fighting yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, <clears throat> so that's how it was. That's how it was when I had my little situation in back in May. Was it May? No, the most recent one. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking, I had forgotten to text my pops. Right. Which I text him every single morning, like what unit number I am. Really. Every single. That's morning. actually legit. Yeah, because he listens. He listens. There's a there's a, you know, an online thing you can listen to us and stuff. So he listens to it. You know, former cop, whatever, likes to hear my voice and stuff like that. But he was hearing everything. And there was a period where you didn't hear 215. And he was like, fuck. Yeah. And so I'm getting text messages from him. And then I think it was like maybe after that everything happens when you hit me up. Yeah. And you called me because y'all came in at like 10 o'clock. Yeah, we, we, we came had no in. bodies yeah. on the street. I was like, what the hell is going on? But like he he knew something was going on and he was trying to get in contact with me. But I was like front and center the whole time. So that yeah. I, can't, I can't be on my phone. I left my shit in the fucking car. I'm not going to take my person you know what i'm saying it was just and then once it was all said and done i'm driving home like my work phone's blowing up with coworkers texting me calling me and i can only respond to one text message every you know second but right um seeing that was so clutch to know that people care yeah all those people were checking in yeah like they were genuinely it wasn't even a rank thing it wasn't a um some hot shot that it was like pure love of this could have gone so far south for you and the other two, three guys that you were with. Yeah. And the other people that were on scene at that call. Yeah. That to make sure that I was good because I had to come to work the next day. Like it, like this shit never happened. Right. And 
Um, that was that meant a lot to me. So I, I didn't really have trouble with that. Um, yeah, know, I wasn't. But like it was a lot. It was just a, it was a lot. So that's that, where I think you can't really mess up the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I'd rather get into like a a really bad situation and look at my phone and maybe not even respond to the messages, but just see so many of them that I'm just flooded with that support. Right. Um, and get around to them later yeah. than I would to look at my phone and nobody's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily think that there's a bad time to do a buddy check. I just think that when we call it something more than what it is, that's why, you know, buddy check is a common terminology. Like it should just be that mm-hmm. you should treat it as, as if you're just like talking to a buddy that you haven't talked to in a while. Like right. it shouldn't be like this whole like procedural, like weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. It shouldn't be awkward. Like, yeah, it shouldn't be awkward. It should, you know, you just make it chill. Yeah. You don't have to go into the details of the incident or start working a, you know, doing an actual workup on the person. Yeah. Right then and there. You just, they, letting them know that they have somebody they can go to for direction. Right. Is all they really need. Yeah. Um, and that's important. And like, we've talked about this prior in a previous podcast, but you know, those cruiser talks, that's where 99% of the interventions done in our job. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked to your pops about this. Like, unfortunately there's, I can't think of, um, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I can't think of like an actual avenue that officers could use where there's no way that anything that they would say could be held against them. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of feel stuck. So a lot of our inappropriate humor, a lot of our, you know, a lot of the debauchery or us trying to vent usually happens amongst officers that we trust right. that aren't going to go to a sergeant and be like, yo, Dylan just said this. And like, that ain't cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, around some people that understand. Yeah. They understand that the the more traumatic the scene, the more traumatic the incident, the more fucked up the jokes are going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's that's the way a lot of people cope. Mm-hmm. So just a general consensus and check-in. And I see it on Instagram all the time. Like, make sure you're checking in on your buddies. Make sure you're checking in on your buddies. Uh, but where we sab- sabotage ourselves in that incident or, or, or in that is where our ego gets in the way. Mm-hmm. we put ourselves in the shoes of the officer. Maybe to us, whatever they were experiencing doesn't seem like as big of a deal to us right. as it is to them. And then we automatically like write them off as being weak or insignificant right. or not fit for the job. Right. I think we do that to ourselves. Absolutely. Um, so just having a conscious thought of that, you know, um, a buddy check-in should be a selfless endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not a, not a, not a, you know, kind of ego filled agenda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, which I don't, I, I think a lot of us don't struggle with that, but I do think we do kind of sabotage ourselves. where like, we won't check in on, um, maybe we don't do a buddy check or, 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 you know, maybe we've already fabricated some opinion about what happened. I can say this because I've done it before and I've had to catch myself like, yo, Dylan, you weren't there. You can't, you can't talk shit, mm-hmm. you know, but that's also, can also be somewhat of a, uh, you know, depending on what the incident is, could be a trigger for somebody. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the intent of the check-in should not be that I'm trying to find a solution for this person now. Right. The check-in should just be a check-in. Yeah. Just, and then let that person, when you are going to do a check-in on somebody, make sure you have the time in case they do want to talk to you. Sure. That like, you can be like, oh, bet. Yeah. And then when they do decide to call you or they say, yo, you can call me, you're all ears. Yeah. It's not you, you know, because I know I've done this to you before in the past and I've had to stop myself. Um, but we are fixers. So like, a, right. you know, or I am a fixer. So like immediately I'm trying to think of a game plan to get you where you need to be. It's like, no, 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 Dylan, I already got all the answers. Right. I just want somebody to hear my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like half the time I come to you with a problem, I already know because I'm an overthinker. So I've already thought about it 3,000 different ways for five hours in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't need an answer. Um, I just need an ear. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so I think that's like the most the most important part. You know, I. And I, where buddy checks get weird. So I think we do a really good job of doing buddy checks. When it comes to like traumatic incidents, but I think we don't do such a great uh, buddy check when somebody's like feeling depressed or suicidal. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that is, is because we end up in our minds and maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you see this differently, but um, like I, sometimes I catch my mind like working off of 
like going back into cop mode, like running through the parameters of an ECO. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'll like start going through procedures instead of just literally trying to speak to this person and, and, and help them out. Yeah. Um, or I'll be exhausted. Um, you know, this happened very, very recently actually. Um, where a buddy of mine reached out to me telling me that another buddy of theirs was, was feeling suicidal. And I was so emotionally drained when I received that message that like, I, this is going to sound so fucked up. Like I had to like, kind of like get the juices flowing to think of like a proactive plan. Right. Because in that moment I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm already smoked. I'm already wildly anxious with my own personal life. I got a, B, C, D, E, F, G, Maybe in that moment, it would have been better to just toss that ballot to you because it's the same friends. Right. But um, I don't know. Like, you know, you got to check on yourself, too. If you're going to do a buddy check on somebody, uh, you know, just make sure you're ready for what's coming. Yeah. Like you have to be okay, too. Yeah. So. It's a lot. Yeah. it. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It, it's like. I think about it all the time. Um, just to, like, I always revert back to, like, where we were and where we are now. Yeah. And what we're doing with this podcast and what we're going to do with the podcast. Right. And with the brand itself. Because mental health is so, so important. And it, I don't think it gets talked about a lot. We see it every fucking day in our job. I didn't even realize like it was that serious before I got into the field. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, there's, there's, there's easily ten calls a day, especially on daylights. Oh my god! I mean, I mean you got it's, it's, it's left and right and left and right and left and right. Right to where we get burned out, to where it's like doing a buddy check. <laughs> If you don't separate the two consciously, you're like, it's like a call for service. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way with your people. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, and I do the same thing too, where I catch myself kind of going through like, like our procedure and, and how we have to determine if they're a danger to themselves or another or mm-hmm. others. Right. But I don't want to think about, is Dylan a danger to himself or others in this very moment? I want to have a fucking bro chat. Yeah. And and just let and just fucking sh- sh- you know, right? Let it eat. And I think that's the importance again of the wolf pack. Yeah, like I keep bringing it in, is that the difference bef- between me trying to check in on a coworker that I'm not that close with and checking in with you is I have your history. Yeah, like I know you as a person. Right. So I can tell is Morse just in a bad place in this moment, or is this a prolonged bad place where like maybe we need to escalate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same with me. Yeah. Like you know me well enough to be able to figure that out. And we wouldn't know that much about each other unless we had that kind of a wolf pack. You know what I mean? Right. I think with I think with our wolf pack, there I think all of us are leaders within. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you see you see like on the Disney channels and like all these movies, like the wolf pack's got this one the one boss guy that like, you know, takes over the whole pack and is, you know, a hardo. I think with our friend group, like our I think the five, three of us, I mean, if it's just you, me, and Z, there's yeah. not a specific, like, day where, oh, Dylan's, Dylan's the fucking guy that day. I think yeah. it's, I think everybody's the fucking guy that day. Yeah. And we just, if someone's got something to say, we let them say it, and then we talk about it. We discuss it without any fucking problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A big shout out to Danny on that one, too, because I've been jumping to him a lot lately, and he's all open ears. He'll just listen to me. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Like, he'll just listen to the point where, like, I end up apologizing at the end of our talk. Like, you know, my bad for burning your ear up. Right. And he'll be like, nah, bro, it's all good. Yeah. Like, you're my boy. Yeah. He did that a lot when he was down in the academy, too. Me, just to hear from somebody else, it was like, you know, I was like, I think I've known Danny three years now. And I think we're really close. Yeah. I think I've become a part of his, his side of the family. Um you know, stuff like that. But when he called me on a separate occasion, I, th- I believe he talked to you about it too, but just to get a different point of view, um, it almost meant a lot to me that he was reaching out to me because I know he's your, he's your guy. Yeah. Like that's your guy. He's my guy too, but like best friends. 
it's the benefits you know what I'm of saying? it's the benefit of us all knowing each other because <coughs> if you like for example if z z danny or you you know introduce somebody to me right that i know is about to be one of the boys right they already have earned my trust yeah like i'm not vetting them because mm-hmm. i've already like we've already vetted each other right so our wolf pack is so like intertwined yeah that um like there's so much trust there that i believe that whoever you're bringing in you've already assessed right and they're probably going to match up and that's kind of what happened with danny mm-hmm. you know you didn't know danny but i knew danny um and then he picked you up like a brother because of me right you know what i mean yeah um and i appreciate that and i do the same you know I do the same, you know, when it's with any of their other friends. Right. You know, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think this necessarily needs to be like a big, long, drawn out topic. And I know that a lot of times, like when we get into these topics, they seem like super serious. Um, but a buddy check doesn't have to be just when something bad's happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I was to lay it all out, like if you're doing a legit buddy check, if you know the person, it's going to be a little bit easier to do a buddy check, mm-hmm. right? All right. But if you don't know the person, and maybe you just feel like you need to reach out or something like that, um, or maybe you don't feel comfortable. Let's talk about that. Like, say, for example, um, somebody's really feeling bad. I don't want to use being suicidal as like the extreme because I feel like there's so many other parameters where a buddy check is entailed and that not being the end resort. If you have somebody who like clearly is 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 dealing with suicide or something like that, and you don't have the, um, you know, I don't mean the skill set, but maybe that's just not your your way to take address that issue, then my suggestion is always going to be to call the police. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just my my revert, but I've done it a few times, and and from what I've heard in my feedback is that the times that I have had to do that, that it worked. Yeah. Um, you know, at least for the short term. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a buddy check is, is just as simple as what it is. When we, when we build it into anything more than that, that's when we don't do them. Mm -hmm. When we turn it into like this big parameter policy, blah, 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 blah. blah, If he tells me this, then I have to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Or she tells me this, you know, whatever. Then that's when we don't do them. Yeah. Because we've already worked ourselves up with so much anxiety that we're not even in a place to really assist the other person. Right. Doing a buddy check should just be a selfless endeavor. Yeah. Hey, you know, a buddy check, even when something good happens, doesn't have to be when something bad happens. Mm -hmm. A buddy check is even like, you know, we've had a couple guys in the department, they have kids now. Yeah. Yo, how's the kiddo doing? Yeah. That's a buddy check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be just something bad. We label it as like, oh, man, like, why do we have to wait until AB, you know, why do we have to wait till Joe Schmo, you know, gets so down bad that he's underneath the gun to do a buddy check? Yeah. It's like, nah, just do a regular buddy check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when we go to the gym together, that's a buddy check. Yeah. Because what do we do when we're at the gym? We fucking get after it. We get after it and we talk. Exactly. In between sets, we're talking. Yep. Because like the blood's today. pumping. We you got know? after it. So, you know, it's just simple. It, yeah. We kind of we kind of drew it all out. But, like, if you take your, your ego out of it and you take a little bit of your anxiety out of it, a buddy, a buddy check is just a buddy check. Yep. Yo, what's going on? Is everything good? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, things are good, you know. All right. I, you know, I did my part. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just a buddy check is just simply letting that person know, you know, without having to be all dramatic about it, that you're there for him. Yeah. Yo, everything good? Yeah. Sometimes I'll get that, like in my mind, like, you know, my little brother's off at college now. And I'll get caught up in my own world and he'll get caught up in his own world. And every once in a while we'll just check in with each other. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. I'll get like a snap from him. Yo, I miss you. I love you. Yeah. I'll be like, oh shit, I miss you. I love you too. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah. Buddy check. Yep. You know what I mean? I would call him. It's that easy. Yeah, I it's it's that easy. It's, it doesn't have to be this big workup. Yeah. Um. Usually, people, at least from my experience, when you get like that down bad, like where you just really feel down at your worst in your pits, is because yeah. you feel like you're alone. Yeah. And if you're getting these buddy checks left and right, yeah. You know, 
Or it's just, yo, how you doing? Or, yo, what's good? Or, hey, yo, you want to grab food? Or you want to go out? Or you want to do this? Or you want to do that? They're all buddy checks. Yeah. You know? Um, now, and so it kind of alleviates that loneliness. Yeah. Now I want to get into, like, we've been serious for the last, what, half hour? Yeah, we have. So let's loosen it up a little bit. <laughs> let's get into the fucking personal life of down bad Phil real quick. All right, <laughs> we're not going to expose too much here. But, like, let me just tell you something. Chat, I know there's only, look, we're live streaming right now on TikTok. There's only six people in here. Your man's is down, down bad. I want to love again. Did you hear what I just said? I heard it. The L word. I know. Bro, I, this whole, like, I did the single, like, all right, I've been single now, what? Fucking eight months, mate? I don't even know, since March. Like, I moved on so fast. Bro, my mom is, like, sending me people on IG, bro. All right. I'm like, Mom's Ma, I'm like, Ma I love you, but, like, come on now. Come on now. Yeah. And, <laughs> dude, like, it's bad, bro. Like, and I just want to, for me, how I was raised is to be somebody's, like, provider. Yeah. To be... um that person that they can come home to that I can, you know, that I can come home to them, bro. This whole sleeping alone shit, bro. Brutal dude. I'm tired of snuggling the pillow. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to just feel love. And I feel a lot of love. I feel love for my friends, my family and stuff like that, but I ain't going to be sleeping in the same yeah, bed. But, as them, but, but it's, yeah, it's different. It's different. And I'm not even talking about the physical aspect of having a partner. I'm talking about just, you know, the one of the, the, what are the love languages, right? Is physical touch. Like, that means a lot to me to be able to come home from a long day. I mean, we know how day shifts going. I mean, shit, evenings the same way. I mean, the work has been crazy. So to be able to come home after doing fucking 10 reports or making a bunch of arrests or getting into like a crazy call, or whatever, what I, what's been happening is I come home, I see Dingleberry upstairs, <laughs> you know, I giggle for like five seconds and then he goes to work and now I'm by myself again. Yeah. Right. So it's like, hello, but I also feel like I'm doing too much. And you, and you have called me out on this. Yeah. I'm attention seeking right now. Yeah. Um, I'm on the dating apps. You know, it's like anybody who like breathes at me, I'm like, oh, they're interested. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just want to fucking love again. Yeah. I know it's going to take time. I'm 28. It's not like yeah. I'm getting married tomorrow, but like, bro, I see you and your girl, man. Yeah. The spicy couple, bro. The spicy couple. And I'm like, you know, dude, I want I want that. It's so crazy. Like, you know, they say you want what you can't have. Exactly. You know? There it is. You want what you can't have. And we've had this conversation before. Take notes about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, looking no. at, he's looking at girls I mean, that you, don't you exist. Want, you want what you can't have, right? Exactly. So we're definitely going to get off the track of the buddy check. And we'll circle back around to that in, clo- in closing. But, again, like, just to check in on each other, like. Yeah. You're in a position where that's deeply what you feel what you want. Right. And that makes sense because you were in that situation for so long. And now that you're out of it, you're like, damn, I want it again. Right. The thing that worries me, which it's not my place to really worry, is just like, you know, you're my boy, right? No, yeah. Say it. So, like, I know a lot about you and I know who you are as a person. Yeah. And because of that, Be respectful here. Like, like I see, I see when you start to simp, and then I see who you're starting to simp over, and I'm like, my guy, like, facts. You know what I mean? I'm like, my boy, like, you just like in my head, I'm like, you deserve so much more than that. You ain't wrong. I mean, no, I know. Yep, I. Yep. You know, like I'm like, yo, you deserve so much more than that, and you know, it's like Kendrick Lamar's like fucking, you know, his his track, Love or Lust. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's like the angel and the devil. Yeah. Right. Um, So, you know, so without diving too much into it, like, you know, we're kind of. Where you're in a position in your headspace that you want to love again. Mm -hmm. I'm more in a headspace of. Damn, this is going to be like this is like really a therapy session. I'm, I'm more so in the space that like. Like. 
I've never had love treat me well. Ooh. Yeah. So am I just gonna get am I just gonna get hurt again? Fuck. Damn, that's <laughs> dumb. That shit just got deep. That's too deep, dude. That's why I'm going to therapy, man. Some of this needs to stay in the Fuck, therapy booth. Dude. Some of us need to stay in the therapy oh, I booth. I totally get that. And and it's one of those where it's 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 not even a rational thought. Right. It's irrational. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, my relationship, like, there are certain aspects that don't need to be put out to the public, so we're not going to dive into my relationship. We're not going to do it. But there's a reason why I say in my podcast, like, shout out to my girlfriend. Yeah. Because... I do feel like she puts up with a lot of my shit. Yep. You know? Respectfully. Respectfully. Like she does. Like she puts up with a lot of my shit. And, you know, so and I'm and I'm actively trying, and therapy being one of them, like I'm actively trying to break down that wall because that's not fair to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know? If I ever want to be in love again or if I ever want to break down that wall. I need to I need to see where I'm at on a headspace. Like where did this thought come from? Yeah. You know, where did this come from? How do I how do I break this so that I can really appreciate what's in front of me? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm being really brief about it because my girlfriend and I, we have like a a trust within each other that we keep a lot of our stuff private. Absolutely. And as we should. And so I don't want to dive too deep into that. But you know, shout out to her. Yeah. MC. I mean, shout out to her. MC. The um, and I, yeah, no, I think I'm very aware of what I have. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to devalue it. I'm very aware of what I have. Um, there's just some barriers that I need to break through. Yeah. Um, to be able to provide what, you know, to the fullest extent of what she deserves. Absolutely. And I think in regards to me, I, I know I'm like, oh, I want to love again, but at this time I want to do it right. Cause I thought I did it right. And now the big thing with me is like, dude, if I feel that one more, if I feel that again, what I felt, bro, I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? It's well, like, that's why you want to make sure you're not, I don't want to rush it. Yeah. I don't want to rush it this time. Um, you know, you'll know someone is down when they stick around through your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's just it. And the last one didn't stick around for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Well, that's on her. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. loss. Yeah, she, but anyways. Now she's down bad. Your loss, my gain. Yeah. Um, um, but again, like, you know, a lot of this is, is is stuff that needs to be brought out in therapy. Yeah. Um, you you know, you're going to get that Wednesday. Big yeah, hey, yeah. A lot of this needs to be brought out in therapy. It's not something that's going to be relived through it. But I hope that by sharing some of this story, that if anybody's listening to our podcast who's been entertaining the idea of therapy, you know, that this gives you a little bit of hope. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm excited. Yeah. Like, you know, where where in the in the past, I went to therapy and I was anxious and I was like, Something's wrong with me. I'm I'm just this fucked up individual. Now I'm going into it like, nah, bro, you need it. Like you yeah. just need you just need a, a healthy set of ears that from a professional standpoint. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good too because you you never you don't even know what this guy looks like. No, you know all you heard all you did was hear his voice. I just heard his voice. So and I'm telling you, it's like it's so comforting. The I mean, it's not like you're walking into some like weird looking room. It's it is comfortable. I felt comfortable the whole time. I think I did how many sessions I do with him. Did at least twelve, at least. Wow. Um, because the first part was when I was in a process with another agency. Yeah, I remember that you talked. About um, that. so they were like, "Yo, you need to go get help." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, do you know what I see on the street? I don't yeah. need help." Um, the other part. So I think like the first eight, maybe eight to, yeah, probably the first eight was because of that. Yeah. And then the next like four to five were because of everything that happened. Dude, he was just as shocked. Bro, he was like, what? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't even know how to respond. He was like, this, there's one thing I can tell you how to, like, this is natural emotion. Yeah. That you're telling me right now. And, like, it, dude, that's so helpful to hear from somebody yeah. who doesn't have, for example, when I try to help you, mm-hmm. 
you know, buddy to buddy, there's usually some type of agenda behind it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I'm trying to, like, I really need to fix this person. I really need to do this. With him, it's it's not that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, and that's what therapists are for, um, a good therapist. Yeah. But they're not there for that. Yeah. They're just, let me listen, let me listen, let me listen. Okay, let me notate this. Right. Let me listen, let me listen, let me listen, let me notate this. This is a game plan I could see to help out with that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not as big as you think it is. Right. This is completely normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so just being able to have somebody from the third party normalize that, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, I'm open to the idea. Yeah, I think you know? I really enjoy it. And then for the first time, not the first time, but, you know, for example, if he was like, hey, look, I think you have anxiety to the point where, like, you need medicine. Yeah. Then I know people that we work with who are outstanding officers. Mm -hmm. um, even to the point of, of, I don't put all that out there, but to, to be a part of organizations that are top tier in our department. Yeah. And it changing their life. Right. I've spoken to, 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 um, to an officer who stated that they wish they would have started earlier mm -hmm. yeah. because it really changed their life. Yeah. So for the first time, I'm a little bit more open to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying that that's what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. but if he was to go, Hey, look, I'd like to start you off at this and whatever. Like I do believe that I'm in the right headspace and I've taken all other precautions into mind. Right. As far as like my physical health, uh, my mental health, my wellness practices. Yeah. That if that is still something that needs to be addressed. Right. Then I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I've done my part to ensure that like there wasn't a preventive measure to having to lead to that. Right. Um, that I'm open to it. Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, like I, I, my whole family's for the most part is medicated. Right. So like, I know that there's a piece of that in there too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Am I just trying to defeat odds? Right. If I'm missing something, I'm missing something. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If there's a chemical imbalance there. You know, then, hey, yeah, you might need something to correct that. It's the same thing as my TRT or the same thing as my thyroid medication. I can't yeah. just, I can't just meditate my way out of thyroid medication. Right. I can't just exercise and eat healthy out of my thyroid medication. Right. You know, I can't just, you know, eat a bunch of protein powder and expect my my testosterone levels to triple. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, it's not how it works. Yeah. I need supplementation. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um. And, and this I, should be treated the same way. Yeah. And I just thought, I actually just thought of this because this happened the other day, um, going back to talking to a third party. So it's probably two or three weeks ago, watch commander, my watch commander. Um, he's been my guy since I got hired. He was my new officer sergeant. Then he got <clears throat> moved up to lieutenant. Now he's my watch commander on day shift. Um, but he was out for, I don't know, maybe like a week and a half or something. He was doing classes or something like that. And, this was right after that big incident. Yeah. So he check every morning he checks in on me. Um, hey, how you doing? Like he's real soft spoken. Like every time I talk to him, I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, like it's gonna be a good conversation every single time. We talk about working out because he's a former bodybuilder. Right. You know, he's just a solid dude. He's a head beast. To toe. He's a beast. He's massive. And um, just his presence alone, I'm like, yep, like that's my guy. Yeah. Right. And the other day. I think I had like a recruit with me or something like that. Uh, it was a ride along and it was probably around like one or two o'clock in the afternoon, right before you guys came in. He hits me with a text message. He goes, Hey Phil, when you're, when you get a free moment, stop by my office. Now in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm in trouble. Right. Yeah. Like, uh Oh, what did I do? That got the watch commander's attention. So I go to his office. We actually met in the roll call room and he sat me down. He's like, first of all, I just want to let you know you're not in any trouble. He's like, I just want to talk. I want to check in on you. I haven't been around because of classes. How are you doing? And we talked about everything. We talked about the calls I've been on, um, everything from, you know, the last year and a half that he is fully aware of. Um, how it went from like the best time of my life, getting married to the shittiest time of my life to coming back up. And now we've at, we're at that plateau where I'm good. Yeah, but you're also getting decked with calls for yeah, ex service. Exactly. We're just like, getting just <laughs> with calls, right? On your way back up. Unrelated like, to relationships, the yeah. job was just like, hey, I'm going to throw you into as many traumatic incidents exactly. in one setting as Here's I can. Here's a fucking nasty curveball. Try and hit it, right? Right. So after we were done talking, he said, there's a guy that I chit-chat to. I have a specific guy that is just somebody that I can text or call, 
and he'll sit there on the phone or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, uh-huh. and he'll just listen. He's like, I want you to reach out to him, and I'll let him know, because he used to work with us. He used to be a sergeant. I'm not going to give his name. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, sure. I'd actually really like that, you know? Um, so the next day, he texts me. He's like, hey, I let him know that you're going to give him a call or you're going to text him. So I reach out to this guy, like, the very next day. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm Phil Morris. You know, I work here. And, um, you know, lieutenant gave me your number. Just want to chit-chat, introduce myself, whatever. He's like, I'll call you in 40 minutes. <laughs> Bro, I drove to – where did I go? I think I, like, went to the gym or something like that. I thought it was just going to be a little brief intro. Hey, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. If you ever need anything, whatever. I was on the fucking phone with him for an hour and a half talking about everything. And he said, so what are you doing to cope with – the traumatic calls for service, what you went through in your personal life, all the good stuff that is going on in your personal life and, and all the good things that are going on at work. How are you coping with everything? What's your routine? Right. I say, well, you know, I work out, I go out, I socialize. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not drinking every day. You know, if I do I go out and have a few, uh, like on a Friday night or something like that. <laughs> Dude, don't be modest, bro. You got like one or 12. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's like, I'm not like obsessively like, I come home from work. I need to black out and go to sleep. I'm not losing yeah, sleep yeah, yeah, over yeah. it. Yeah. I'm Fair. not depressed. I'm not self-medicating. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Right. And he's like, what are some of the hobbies you do? So I picked up, you know, adult league softball. I'm working out whenever I get a chance. Uh, I watch a lot of movies. You know, I do all these things. And he said, you're doing everything right. Once you stop doing those things, that's when you're in trouble. Does that feel good? Oh my God. I was like, okay. He's like, because those are things that you love. Right. Baseball is a big part of my life. Yeah. The biggest part of my life. Yeah. The second I stop watching highlights or stop talking about the Nats or whatever, that's when you know something's wrong. Cause how could you let that love go away? So flashback to when everything was going on with the separation and the divorce, what was I not doing? I wasn't eating. Right. Which I fucking love to do. <laughs> I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing those things that I love to do. Right. That's when something was wrong. Yeah. I saw this Sunday night baseball. The Cardinals were playing somebody. Adam Wainwright was pitching. One of the best. He's been in the league 20 years. He's an old timer, but he's one of the best pitchers in the game today. They mic'd him up during his warm up, which never happens. And he had a conversation with the booth. And as he's warming up, he said, pitchers in the major leagues, and this can tie into life itself. Get yourself into a routine, something that you're comfortable with that you can do every single day to loosen yourself up. The second that that routine becomes a superstition, something's wrong. Shit. I was like, what? I just did a self-assessment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like the second that you yeah. got to go to the gym every day because it's a superstition. You're doing something wrong. The second that you have to self cope with Warzone or for whatever it is, Call of Duty, whatever that you do, because it's now not a routine. It's something that you have to cope to get your. That's a superstition now. You're doing something wrong. And when I heard yeah. that, I was like, "Holy, Adam fucking Wainwright, dude, just spitting facts to the world." Yeah. So the you know shout out my lieutenant, shout out to the individual I spoke to on the phone. And for, I mean, for God's sakes, Adam Wainwright just changed. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that made me really think about the the routine that I'm doing right now. I mean, it's the same routine every day. It's not a superstition. It's because I want to do it. I love to do it. Yeah. And I can now recognize, I feel like I can recognize when somebody's not doing it because it's their routine, they're doing it as a superstition. Right. Crazy. Dude. Made you think, huh? Yeah, because, <laughs> well, think about it. Think about what just happened today. Yeah. Couldn't sleep last night, wildly anxious. I love to do these podcasts. But today, I was almost like, hey, we'll do it Wednesday. Yeah, you hit me up at like 6.50. You know? Yeah, because yeah. I hadn't slept yet. I was like, why is this man texting me? It's you know what I mean? And I hadn't slept yet. And then 8 yeah. o'clock rolled around. I hadn't slept yet. And I was like, so that's, I think that's true for me. Because I realized that a lot of the things that, like I used to journal all the time. Haven't done that in a while. Matter of fact, my girl's been calling me out on that. Yeah. 
I used to journal every every night, every morning. Right. I haven't done that in months. So when you start to journal again, don't start it because she's calling you out on it. Start it to make it a routine again. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah. Because yeah. you were and doing that. I was. And, and so, you know, and then working out. Like yeah. the same thing. I haven't lifted in like four or five days. I longboarded, but I haven't lifted. Right. Um, and it's not because... It's because it's easier for me to go into a hermit crab yeah. and sit around and do absolutely nothing sometimes yeah. than it is for me to get out and do something I love to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I do the same thing. I love working out. I love longboarding, so I did do that. Um, you know, I used to love to journal. Yeah. I used to love to read. Right. I haven't picked up a book in I don't know when. Um, and... So I can agree with that. Like I can, I can resonate with that because yeah, as soon as it becomes a superstition, it's an issue. And you can change up your routine every now and then. It doesn't yeah, yeah, to yeah, completely yeah, yeah. change yeah, of course, the whole of thing. Of course. But... I mean, things, things divert, but I think that's, it's funny you say that, especially like bringing up like Call of Duty. Yeah. Like that has somewhat become my escape. Yeah. I mean, it is with the boys. Like, you know, I make sure I get everything else done throughout the day. Um, but at the end of the night, I'm, I'm logging in to see if the boys are on so yeah. we can chit chat and, and do what we got to do. Um, now that hasn't gotten to the point where it's like it used like when I used to game, I used to game hard. Right. I'm talking about wouldn't clean, wouldn't cook, right. wouldn't do anything. I would just sit there, energy drink after energy drink, and just play. Yeah. I'm not at that level. Yeah. Um, it has become a routine where the nights before a sh- you know a shift or like our you know our, our nights off, you know, we'll all get on with the boys and, yeah. and get a couple dubs. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I appreciate that. Um, You've been steady catching dubs, by the way. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm Dubby's not gonna lie. I play with a lot of. I, I play with a lot of hitters. I'm absolutely trash. Um, <laughs> he gets carried. That's why I never put the stats up. You know what I'm saying? Um, but no, I, I mean I can resonate with that. Yeah, 100. percent Yep. Well, I mean another another reason. That's why I'm going to therapy. There you go. So again, it's funny. I didn't think this was gonna be that long of a podcast, but we are hitting like our our normal time mm-hmm. of how long these normally go. And I know we did kind of spiral into three, 30 different directions, but that was the point of today's podcast. Yeah. It was to do a live buddy check between the two of us yep. with each other and to also give some advices about a buddy check and the importance of them. And I believe we hit all those notes. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, some of the some of the highlights before we we end this podcast is there's no real right time or wrong time to do a buddy check as long as it's done naturally. Yep. Right? Hey, bro, how you doing? Yep. Hey, bro, I heard that shit last night. Crazy. You know, whatever. Um, understanding that when you do a buddy check, you're you're inviting yourself to be a listener. Yep. So if that person hits you back up and goes, yeah, I'd love to talk, you know, try to do a buddy check around a time that you could actually talk to them. Yeah. And then here's another thing, okay? Don't feel pressure to do a buddy check. If you are not comfortable doing a buddy check, because maybe you're dealing with your own shit. Mm-hmm. Then, if you have a wolf pack, you know, punt that to somebody else. Right. You know, lat- lateral that responsibility to somebody else. Right. If you don't feel like doing it, you know, hit up Z. Be like, go Z. I think you should reach out to Dylan. Right. You know. Yeah. Or if I if I'm like not in a good headspace to deal with something, like the last time I, I should have done this, I should have been like, Yo, Phil, can you do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you might have been in a better way. Um, but the intentions of a buddy check are entirely selfless. Yeah. It's just it it just is what it is, and it doesn't even have to be a best friend. It doesn't have to be somebody that like you hang out with all the time, you know. It it, it does feel good to do a buddy check, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And again, if you're a police officer, a lot of those buddy checks can be done in person at the cruiser. Yep. Calls are low. You know your boy's been going through something. Pull up to his cruiser, start the chat up. Yep. Doesn't have to be a therapy session. You're not a therapist. It's just another buddy of yours you're you're talking to. Yep. Just just like you would if you guys were planning a night out. Yep. You know. And so that's the importance of a buddy check. And what we're trying to do here is alleviate the stigma around not doing buddy checks for mental health related buddy checks. Right. It's easier to do a buddy check, in my opinion, when it's something not related to mental health. Right. As soon as we dive into the mental health era or it's gotten to a place where a buddy of yours is like really, really down on his luck, that's where the buddy checks can get can get weird and awkward because maybe you or I've done this in the past because I get so anxious about the buddy check because I think that there's all these boxes I have to check. Right. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. 
And if the body body checks are happening often enough amongst your friend group or whatever have you, mm-hmm. um, then it shouldn't even be abnormal. Right. Like if you hit me up to check in on me, like you do it so much that like, I don't think of it as like a one out. Right. And again, it's like, I usually know something's going on mm-hmm. and you usually know something's going on. You know, the difference between when I'm really down, like just having, you know, a couple of days or a week where I'm just really out of it to when it's just like, you know, one hour of the day of me just bitching. You know right. what I mean? It, there's a difference. Yeah. Um, and usually when I know something's wrong on your end, like I feel like either the next day or within a couple hours, you tell me about it. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty open about it. Yeah. I'm always, and that's the one thing, again, going back to therapy, like I do search for ears. Mm-hmm. Some people close themselves off. Um, I don't work well in that. If I ever close myself off, I'm down, down bad. Um, but I, I usually search for an ear. I'm like, who can I trust that, that, that will lend me their ear. But again, I have to remember kind of, you know, practicing what I preach is that you guys aren't my therapist. Yeah. You know, like if I really need an ear, especially around some topics that you guys just aren't going to be able to address. Right. I need to go see somebody. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Amen. So that's where we're at. So that is, that's the buddy check. That's the buddy check, baby. That's the buddy check. We That's saw, it. and we we were live on TikTok. We I think the most viewers I saw that was Weaver had it in here about fifteen. There's only like two or three now, but um, I was reading through reading through some of the comments in here. I'll do it real quick. I think I yeah. saw somebody say. I think they were mostly like funny. That one made me almost shit my pants. Um, I had to quickly. Uh, Jen's Ben's had a lot of good comments in here. Um, therapy does wonders. We talked about when do you when you ask, uh, when you check in on somebody. Usually it's that gut feeling. Just go ahead and do it. Um, Natty Bo, of course. Um, but there was a lot of good stuff in here. Um, so those that came through the TikTok Live, if you listen to our podcast on, we're on every social media platform for the podcast, um, thank you for always coming through, supporting us. Um, let's yeah. get into the next portion real quick. Um, I just was looking through. Usually at the end of every single podcast that um uh, we do, um, I run through the Officer Down Memorial page. Um, Dylan and I. We're law enforcement officers, um, and officers are killed every single day in the line of duty, and we want to be the voice for them. Um, you don't really see news, breaking news or whatever uh, on TV or many social media platforms besides like law enforcement-specific platforms that talk about the end of watch of those officers. So we want to be another voice for them, their families, and their department. So um, <clears throat> I believe this was our last guy, but I'll just say his name again. Um since August 20th, there's been one, two, six officers that were killed in the line of duty. I'm going to read off all six. Special Agent Jose Antonio Perez of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement in Florida. End of watch was Saturday, August 20th, 2022. Cause of death was an automobile crash. Police Officer Ivan Mauricio Lopez, Mount Vernon Police Department in Alabama. End of watch, Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Cause of death, automobile crash. Sergeant Robert Blaine Swartz, Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office in Oklahoma, end of watch, Monday, August 22nd, 2022, cause of death was gunfire. Sergeant Harold Lee Russell II, Tennessee Highway Patrol, Tennessee, end of watch, Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022, cause of death was an aircraft aircraft accident. Um, this next officer was also killed with Sergeant Harold uh, Lee Russell was Detective Matthew Walker Blancet of Marion County Sheriff's Department in Tennessee. End of watch was Tuesday, August 23rd. And I'll click on it real quick. I believe that was, they were fighting fires. I'll read it off real quick. Oh, they, okay. So they struck power lines. Um, next one was Constable Deborah Martinez Garibay. Pima County Constable's Office in Arizona. End of watch, Thursday, August 25th, 2022. Cause of death was gunfire. Recent canines. I don't think there is a recent one, but if I find it, I'll read it off. Okay, so there's been two. Um, Canine Haynes, Kern County Sheriff's Office in California. End of watch, Thursday, August 18th, 2022. He died of heat stroke. Canine Axel, Charleston, Charleston Police Department in West Virginia. End of watch, Saturday, August 27th, 2022, cause of death, gunfire. So those six officers, two canines that I read off, uh, may you rest in peace. Um, and our thoughts and prayers go to you, your family, 
and your communities that you serve as well as your department. Yeah, thank you for that. I, really I love I love that. doing that at the end. It it hits me a little bit. Yeah. Um puts me back in the game, especially since we record yeah. these podcasts. Uh we like on our last day off of our long weekend going into a long week. Yeah. It just sets the tone. Yeah. And I'm I'm fired to go I'm fired to go back into work tomorrow, man. Yeah. Make a difference, you know? That's it. So thank you guys always for the support. And thank you guys, especially you guys who hung out in the live the entire time, taking that big block out of your holiday weekend Sunday to listen to us uh, talk. These conversations mean a lot to us, as you can tell. Yeah. We try to make the podcast as joking as we can, but once we start hitting into serious topics, it just kind of goes down. Right. Um, but make sure that if you support this podcast, you leave us a rating on any platform that you're listening to it on, uh, an honest rating. Uh, feel free to hit up any of us on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do go to Phil Morse's directly straight from this, or you can go to mine. It's D L dot Ignacio I G N A C I O. And you can message me or anything like that. If you have any topics you'd like us to speak about, um, yeah, anything like that, just reach out to us. Yeah. We're well, always open to the criticism or support or anything like that. If you know anybody uh, that might benefit from this podcast, please share that. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do. You know how on Instagram stories you can post like ask me a question? Yeah. And then we like answer it on the stories. I want to do an episode where we do a Q&A. Yeah. Where we post it on our either one of our story. You can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Hey, for our next episode of the Lift Live podcast, we're going to be doing Q&As. Serious, Let's knock it out. Serious questions Let's only. Let's knock it out. I think we can do that. Let's do it. Can, All right. Next episode will be law enforcement Q&A. We'll get that running up. Boom. All right. Done. There it is. So, there it is. Thank you guys again. Stay blessed for my first responders military out there. Stay safe. And just know that there is somebody out there that cares about you. That you're more resilient than you think you are. And whenever you think your life is the hardest, there's, there's another turn around the bend uh, that could bring a brighter light to your life. So, Amen. hey. Without further ado. Deuces. You. Yeah.